Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be a broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. On today's show, Farhana asks a question. Given the real estate prices in big cities are skyrocketing, which small city would you consider investing in? Well, Farhana, this is a great question. But before I answer the question directly, let's ask another question. Question is, why would prices be skyrocketing? The housing market is a free market. That is to say, prices are subject to the laws of supply and demand. Excess demand, prices rise, excess supply, and prices fall. Furthermore, is it actually true that prices are skyrocketing? Real estate is a business like any other business. That means that it's about solving problems that real people have and they're willing to spend money to have solved. If housing is scarce and people have high-paying jobs, then the price of housing gets bid up. You want to be able to solve those problems. When cities are generating new jobs, once the unemployment's been absorbed, new housing is needed. The tightest market for housing in the nation right now is the San Francisco Bay Area. In the past couple of years, that area has generated three and a half jobs for every unit of housing created. That's resulted in longer commute times and even greater demand for housing in San Francisco proper. So are these markets skyrocketing? Well, they were for a while. Today, the price growth in a lot of those hot markets has leveled off, and in some cases, we're starting to see prices dip a little bit. But the fact remains, these markets are expensive. If your goal is to be a buy-and-hold investor, I would not recommend San Francisco just to pick an example of an expensive market because the numbers don't work. The underlying assumption in your question is that expensive markets don't work from a rate of return perspective. In a lot of cases, that's true. You've got to spend too much money to acquire property compared with the rent you can get in the market. It comes down to the ratio of net income to total investment. In other words, the cap rate. So the question then becomes, which markets make sense? We're focused on three markets right now. These markets are vastly different. We've had a good success in the Philadelphia market with the addition of new multifamily construction to that market. We've been using a strategy that we call buy on the line, move the line. That line is the line between the hot neighborhood next door with the coffee shops and the art galleries and all of that kind of stuff and the so-so neighborhood next door. You go a couple of blocks too far and you're in the hood. Every city in America has that line. And what we do is we buy just on the wrong side of that line, redevelop that line, and we get valuations that are associated with the hot neighborhood next door. Now, you can't just do one or two properties. It's not enough for the market to take notice. You've got to put a little bit of scale behind it. When you do, you create value. You're expanding the good neighborhood. We're playing essentially a large developer's game on a small scale. In Philly, there are about three areas that we believe those market conditions exist that allow for consistent development of that strategy. The second market we're active in is Lake Charles, Louisiana. This is a small town of about 200,000 people that currently has $48 billion of natural gas and petrochemical plants under construction, with a further $70 billion in the pipeline. That's a total of almost $120 billion. It's a huge number on a town of that size. This town needs everything. The cost of land is reasonable and we're seeing strong rental growth in the market. It's not just the thousands of new jobs that are being created in the market. Jobs alone are not enough. It's the supply-demand imbalance that we're looking for. And third, we're looking very hard at the Houston market. 
will probably do a project in Houston in the near future. This city continues to add population. It's not a very expensive city to build in. Rents are solid. And there is a lot of new product coming into the market. So you've got to be a little bit mindful make sure that some areas don't get overbuilt. For the moment, that doesn't appear to be a problem. This is not an exhaustive list by any means. Here, I'll mention a couple of other markets that we've looked at but have not yet made any moves. One market that I like is Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, there's strong growth. I also like Nashville, which continues to add about 120 people a day in population. These are not small markets. But more important than the markets, I'm looking for the micro-market conditions. I'm looking for the areas that are in transition that represent an opportunity to create tremendous value. All markets go through an ebb and flow. For example, I'm in an area of Paris right now that used to be considered a fashionable area. Um, last night I was out riding a bike. I was shocked at how much this neighborhood had changed. It's right in the heart of the city, a very expensive city, and there was graffiti everywhere, people hanging around. It didn't feel safe. Over time, some areas experience economic revival and others go down. I'm looking at those economic conditions where there's a shortage of supply and an excess of demand. Reasonable prices for land and the ability to create value, whether it's by creating new product or by redeveloping or remodeling an existing property. I want to thank you, Farhana, for our great questions. Keep the questions coming. As you think about that, have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.